guys. Happy to be here tonight with the Domesticated Savages, the actual trio. And you guys listening, our Savage Squad, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. Tonight I've got here, as usual, I've got Jeremy. How you doing, homie? I'm golden, baby. You back and I'm better than ever. Back in the saddle again. You're in platinum status right here. And then I've got Fitz. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? So good. Sleepy little motherfucker. Well, I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> sleepy little bitch. <laughs> Wake your ass up. Wake up. I am today. awake. I'm I'm awake. Open those eyeballs up. I hate both of you. <laughs> Do you need a B12 shot? <laughs> yeah, some, maybe. Some B12? R- rub some B pawn on your gums? Me so awake right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... This week, uh, as usual, we are going to start off with a story. We actually have a couple, a few, a few, a few three stories. Um, a threesome of stories. A threesome of stories, if you will. Yes, thank you so much. How about Jeremy? Okay. You've got a good story for us, right? Yeah. I want you to start us off with a story, uh, something you found on the interwebs, right? Inter- on the line. I found it on the on line. On the line. So... This on is the net. Does anybody you know, call the net anymore? No. Maybe Sandra Bullock. That's an old thing, right? In that movie. I don't think I've ever in heard the mid nineties. The net. The net. The net. Sandy the net. B, baby. The net. Yeah. The it's web. Not the net. The net. Why was it the net? Because it was like the, a lot of domains like dot net. I think is that even a thing anymore? Uh, probably not. I don't think I've seen a net in a dot minute. net. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyways, right. did you find yours on the net or the web? I found it on the web of information that's the out net, there. The web. net web. All right, the web. And so this is out of Denver. And, you know. Colorado? No, Denver, Paris. <laughs> France. It's the suburb. France. Oh, parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. So. Golden showers. Golden showers. <laughs> like, <laughs> he said wee oui, wee, oui, bro. We oui is yes in, in French. So what, you're bi, you're bi now? What? Bilingual. Bilingual. <laughs> No, I don't speak oh. French. I know he like, speaks Tong and he speaks American. I know a couple words and then I can count to twenty. He, he knows it. Okay, for those listening, he knows a few words and then he knows a few prices in French. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't oh tell you a price. Gosh. So, out of, what's the twenty spot, bro? Nothing. Out of <laughs> He's Denver. Done. He's done. He's like, <laughs> I'm done. He woke up real quick. Real quick. <laughs> I've been awake. I'm Getting awake. Some smelling salt or what? Poking the panda over here. <laughs> <laughs> I want some panda. Like somebody, meat somebody, or like express? somebody, DoorDash us some Panda Express. <laughs> I need some legit, true, authentic Chinese food. So Panda Express is where <laughs> it's at. That's the most. That's Chinese. the most authentic. You the can most get. authentic. <laughs> it's not Americanized brother, whatsoever. My you younger, go. my younger brother. Anytime we we're trying to like figure out where we want to eat, my brother's like, "Oh, let's get some some Chinese food, like real Chinese food." I'm like, my little brother will look at me and he's like, "Don't do it." I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's go to Panda." <laughs> <laughs> I like Panda. I do. I do. I love and Panda. People don't know this, but I if just, you if you go over to China, they have one restaurant. It's Panda Express. It's Shut all Panda. Up. It's all Panda. It's all Panda. Panda <laughs> Express. A lot of people don't know this, but Panda Express is actually true, legit Chinese food. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'm the only Chinese person here. You're so, the only yes. China person. So if you like Panda Express, that's uh, that's true, legit, and authentic good Chinese news, food. Good news for our listeners. They're a sponsor. So go they to your- They are They are. <laughs> they're a sponsor. Go to your local Panda- <laughs> And you drop the, the domesticated savages. Drop domesticated savages. Uh, savages at checkout. Sixty nine percent off. Yep. Savages at checkout. You're gonna get a sixty nine percent fine if you try that. Just walk up, and, and you're you gonna get trespass. Order your food, and then you look at the cashier and say, "Domesticated savages, sixty nine, and you get sixty nine percent off your meal." They're literally gonna kick you out. Your meal's gonna be free. 
the the nice little lady across across from the from the cash register is gonna smack you in the face <laughs> hey true talk right here this is to you fitz bro real talk since Hashtag you real talk yeah, real talk so since you are part chinese is it a, a derogatory a pejorative to call somebody a, a man from china a chinaman i don't think so is that a, is that a derogatory i think term? i think nowadays it is is it because so if i called you a chinaman would you be pissed no then again i don't get offended by stuff so i that's I, true even unless we call so you that, sleepy that would be, so that would be like me talking and saying and calling somebody a white man yeah right like what's up white dude like, like a how many people are like gonna get american upset about that? men what's up whitey I so, think the the context of it is is also key, but but I think in because that, but, but it, because I think in the old west, I think they referred to them a lot as as Chinamen, which were I mean they're basically a slave labor. Basically, they're building the railroad, building the railroads, you know, huddled huddled yeah. into camps and yeah. stuff. So I think because of all that, the history yeah. nowadays, Chinaman is is a no go. You know what else I learned was a pejorative is squaw squaw. Apparently, squaw is a pejorative from the huh. uh, Native American, in, indigenous time. Native mm-hmm. American. Yes. Apparently, squaw is pejorative. And if I looked at it, I was like, why is it pejorative? And it's, you know, what actual translation is, it's it's woman. Woman. It's woman. Yeah. Squaw? Squaw is woman. In what language? I don't know which exactly it is. So that, that was, that how's was. It, hold on. How's it spelled? S-Q-U-A-W. So you being from an area that had. Yeah, it's an Indian. A North American Indian woman or wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But for some reason nowadays, it's a pejorative. So across the oh, nation. Oh, it actually does say that. It says it's offensive. Yeah. So across the nation, they're looking to strike squaw or change names of landmarks that have squaw in them. Like, and, like, like, so if there was, if there was an area where somebody had like. Like squaw. Squaw Park. Squaw Park or Squaw Mesa. Squaw Mesa. Squaw Mountain. Yeah. You know, they, they wanted to change it's that. Gone. Uh, for, they want to. They want to strike that and change it to something else because so apparently this, squaw is pejorative. I think it's a matter of context. That's the problem. Right. There's no context. Like if you, like example, if you say to a woman here in America, like in English, if you like talk to your wife, like, hey, woman, then it can be kind of like looked as like you're you're talking down to somebody. Demeaning. Yeah, demeaning. And so I think they've just taken squaw and said, nope, it's demeaning no matter what. I wonder how like a Native American person would say, I have I a call couple my Native woman, American friends. I call my woman, I call her squaw. She's a Native American. That, and that's, Is that, that's and literally so what the definition says. But usually that referred to as North America. Yeah, a, a Native American woman and that was she was the homemaker, you know, while while her husband was out, you know, foraging, hunting, getting, mm-hmm. you know, providing for the family. Yeah. The squaw was back home taking care of the kids and it wasn't I never thought of it and, and maybe it's my blind spot. I never thought of it as a I never used it in a pejorative term. No. no. I used it as like she's the squaw as and she's the woman of your house. Of the house. Because while you the go woman out of and the stuff, house. she's raising the kids, she's right. doing what she you know, as as her duties the here. Homemaker stuff. The homemaker. Right? Yeah. But the, the, I think I think where the issue comes in is we are using our optics now, the things that are acceptable now to define the past. To define the yeah, past, you can't do that. And so it's it, you can't do it. No, you can't do that. And you know everyone wants to get up like, well, America, like America is the one of the youngest countries, nations around. You've got countries and nations that have been around for you know hundreds of years. There's not one nation. You've been around for hundreds of years, bro. Several hundred of years. Few hundred. Few hundred. Sixty nine hundreds of years. Oh. People have been around. Okay, dokie. Why never mind. But there's not one nation, one area, one you know, you can't find a continent, a country that doesn't have some shit in the past where it's like Of course. That's just shit that's happened. Yeah. And so but I think since ours since America's is 
uh, uh, more recent. Yeah. It's easier because it's probably more documented. And we're the leading light in a nation that sets the standard. And they like to look back at our past for some of the shit they've done. It's like, dude, we, we don't claim to be perfect. No, absolutely not. I and do. I, oh, well, you do. You and Jesus, right? Um, Jesus is my homeboy. Jesus, isn't that Hashtag the dude uh, we saw earlier hanging out? You're talking about that guy? Jesus? Jesus? Yeah, down oh. on the block. Yeah, he's good. He's good. On them streets? Jesus from the streets? Jesus from the streets. Jesus from the block. It's not Jenny, Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. It's Jesus from the streets. Jesus from the streets. <laughs> Spitting them beats. Right, do you have your story? Making you move your feet. Do you have your story? I do. Feats is already plural. You don't have to add the s on it uh, some people do a deer deers yeah so i got a, i got kind of a funny story about animals in the road yeah so uh, is this your story that we've been waiting no this is a little different for? one this we're going a little tangent here bear with me <laughs> i love tangents bro so um there is an area out in arizona where they have wild donkeys wild donkeys they wild. Have wild asses running around yes so my wonderful mother, the lady who brought me into this world, yeah. was driving late one night, is out in Arizona, just passing through on the reservation, and fucking hit a wild donkey and totaled her car. Oh, damn. Yeah. If yeah. you hit a wild donkey, you know, what's the weight of a donkey? You know, not as much as of a horse, obviously. They weigh over 20 pounds. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, a donkey weighs more than a deer. Yeah. You know, at yeah. large. A donkey at large is more than a deer at large. Yeah. And, I, and I've and i hit deer, and they do some damage. Yeah. I've never hit a donkey, but I'm thinking, damn, you hit a donkey? That's going to do some hella damage to your car. I know a dude who hit a freaking moose. Ooh. Oh, that was a catastrophe. It wasn't standard, meese. It was standard just one donkeys moose. can weigh between four to 500 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Deer's probably two to three. A, deer, a, a deer. Deer's. You guys keep adding S's on the end of words that are already plurals. That's See, that's- if I was doing it as a possessive, like- Deer's weight. <laughs> no, that's they, one of it those. Owns the, it owns the weights. Weight. Yeah, deer's no, weight. No, that's. You don't need to do the hats. Do you remember weight. when we did the Fitz knows Whitey? He just doesn't know. And them got damn dares out there. Every damn dares, bro. Idiots. Eating down damn a dares. pasture. Idiots. Oh, dang. Red deer and a reindeer. Reindeer Reindeers can get up, are big. Reindeer can get up to 375 pounds. Yeah, reindeers are big. A red deer can get up to 440 pounds. Red deer. I don't know that one. I just know On white tail. It's 200 I know white kilograms. tail and I know mule and I know reindeer. White tail deer average about 150 pounds. What was the other one? Uh, mule. Mule averages 87 pounds. <laughs> Shut up. Just kidding. I made that up. It's, yeah, not, you it's not listed. Yeah, mule deer is way bigger than that. 87 pounds. It's like a small child. You oh, know white tail <laughs> deer. I know John deer. That's about it. Yeah, John deer. John deer. A couple thousand. Yeah. Maybe. Tens of thousands of pounds. No, but it, yeah, she was out in Arizona driving, passing through. Wild donkey just came tumbling around the road. And tumbling? Tumbling. Stumbling, yeah, bumbling. Was it stubborn in the middle tumbling. of the road? It was just it was tumbling. A stubborn ass. Wait, you, hold on. Let's go back to the deer. You said mule deer. Mule. Average 55 pounds to 150 pounds. Oh, damn. The deer up here are way bigger than that. <laughs> well, maybe they're not mule deer. No, they're mule. What do you think an elk weighs? Average. Probably 750. Yeah. Yeah, that was like right on the dot. I say so, big ass like a like a like a male elk. That's like an alpha. It's gonna be like yeah. a thousand. To a savage, a savage, a elk. savage elk. That's the context. Savage I think of squad. Moms. What about a moose? Let's find out. Moose are bigger than horse. Oh yeah, and horse average thousand weight plus. of a moose. It's the plural for moosin. moose. Moosin. Moosin. So the families. Weigh an average between 440 pounds to 1,100 pounds. 
the average yeah the average dude moose dude moose goes from 840 to 1500 pounds yeah see and that's and that's yeah and that's weird because what's an elephant elephants are like 2000 pounds no oh they're 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 a couple times you're talking about like an uh uh, an african elephant a bull elephant yeah bull african elephant they're 10,000 pounds. Which <laughs> I is just funny. want to point out that this podcast went from cop stories to National Geographic <laughs> in like two and a half minutes. <laughs> That's the beauty, though. You never know what you're going to get, man. You never man. know what you're going to get. You never bro. know what you're bringing it. So if you look at this bull moose here, which Whoa. about. About the moose, that's weird because I think like the largest horse ever recorded is like 3,300 pounds. 3,300 pounds. Yeah. About 3,300. Yeah. The song, right? The song, baby. Yeah, the song. Yeah. The guy. largest horse is a Shire Gelding Samson over seven feet tall. It's a tall horse. What the heck? It doesn't say. Just type in largest horse. I know, heaviest I just, horse. I just added heaviest, weight. Fattest Holy horse. Holy shit balls. It's the same the same breed, Shire. They named it Mammoth. It was holy cow, I hate this stupid freaking what is it? Im, not empirical. What's the measuring? Metric. The one that we don't metric? Stupid metric. Are you uh, hold on, are you on Did the net or are you on the web? Where kilos? are you from? I'm yeah. on the web net. Okay. On <laughs> the web net. Stone? Are they measuring it in stone? Stones. So this thing is as tall as forty seven bricks. How many hands high? Dude, actually the other one before the when it was talking about the just the shire gelding yeah, whatever yeah. it actually had measurement in hands yeah yeah they I measure was, horses in, my, in hands in yeah. my head i was giggling to myself like 17 it, hands is a big ass horse yeah but how do you measure that you but that's put your thing. hands but, you walk your hands up at all oh, 17 and a half like, but, what? but again 17 and four fingers you know a hand is really a certain unit of measurement but what so if that, you've got an andre the giant hand Exactly, because I've got I've got some fucking banana hands. You got here. some. That's like shaking a sack of bananas right there. Yeah. Okay. So mammoth was alive in 1850. Yeah. Stood at seven feet two and a half inches tall and weighed at its heaviest three thousand three hundred and sixty pounds. We're right there. Got it, bro. Holy 300. shit balls! That is that's a big ass horse. That's the same height as Shaq. So Shaq's the, like seven one seven yeah. two. So you're telling me right now a horse, the biggest horse ever recorded. And his name was what? So the the official name was Samson, but they nicknamed it Mammoth. So his name was Samson. Samson, obviously from the Bible, a giant individual who's very strong. Yeah. That horse comes from a line of horses that are big and strong. Yes. And then they nicknamed him Mammoth. I was wondering. You said nickname. I was like, did they name him that at birth and he just no. lived his reputation, or they said yeah. you know name was Samson, and then once it got jagnormous is when they everyone so just started calling it Mammoth. Yeah. It's a big old black horse. Holy cow. Shire Gelding Samson. You know, you know I'd laugh. Oh, sorry. Shire Gelding is the type of horse. Yeah, Shire Gelding. Okay, Samson's the name. Shire Gelding is the type of horse. It's a big ass horse. I don't know anything you know about what, horse. You know, you know what kind of horse I like a lot? I just know. Go don't National let, Geographic. It's okay. Percherons. Percherons? I love Percherons. Holy cow. 1,900 to 2,100 pounds. They're big ass well, horses. That's a good looking but horse. It's, it's, it's like weird. a Clydesdale, yeah. but more majestic. Because Dude, that thing is like half a person taller than that yeah, horse. Big ass horses. Yeah. Holy shit. They're cool horses. Yeah. And that's, but it's weird horse, because, be it right there. you know, like we were just talking about those, the Mises, you know, yeah. get up to 1,500 yeah. pounds or. Yeah. I'm sure you've got a couple. You got some bigger ones. Bigger. It's like people. You know yeah. what I mean? Average person, 150 you, to 200 pounds. It's like, yeah, you got you, Jeremy, th- sitting 350. You, you know, kind of defy the norm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we I'm all, not exactly, we all, I'm not exactly 350. We all, okay. but, we all defy the norm. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Could like, you could you imagine riding this thing into like battle? Hell yeah! Like that's back what I'm in talking like, knights in armor yes. and stuff. Like two. Yes. All you would have to do that is have it would be my horse. horse. It would be my war horse. Yeah. That is an imposing just, animal. Just stomp Holy and stomp and motherfuckers. <laughs> Pershons average sixteen to seventeen hands. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, that means that they're, they're they only measure they don't measure the top of the head. They measure them to their shoulders. Oh my land! Seventeen hands to the shoulders. Yeah. So seventeen hands is like, if I remember right, it's like close and to six feet, right? A little over. The six conversion feet. they don't even give you feet. It's sixty-four to sixty-eight inches. Yeah. See, close to six feet. Yeah. Sixty-eight inches is just four feet or four inches off of six feet. Well, yeah, and if you look at the picture, the dude's head is like right just under the flat yeah. of his back. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Well, if you got a, yeah, you got a horse, horse is like eight the average tall. guy can't look over its back because your eyes are obviously lower than your head. So the average guy is like five foot ten. The guy can't see over that horse's back. Damn, that's a big ass horse. I would want to ride an elk into battle. I'd ride that perch run, bro. I want a battle elk. Ooh, yeah. You get that battle you have, elk. I'll get a you battle perch You have your battle horse. I'll have my battle elk. Yeah, who's going to win? And then I'll have uh, my my battle horse. on my elk. Will your battle what? Oh, no, I want a moose. Elephant. I want a moose. He's going to have an elephant. Damn. We better team up. Damn. Yeah, we better. And we got Legolas in the battle. I wanna, if, I'm at, if I'm at the sea, I want to battle Orca. Orca? <laughs> Ride that bitch. I want a dolphin. I want an Orca. Those, <laughs> are the sav- dolphin. those are the savages of the sea. The Orcas. Have you seen those? Have you seen National Geographic? Oh, yeah. Orcas. This oh, is literally gosh. now the domesticated National okay. Geographic oh, okay. episode. I'll cut it out. But it's just interesting. Why? This is hilarious. It's fun. So the Orcas Bureau, have you ever watched it? like a documentary on orcas it's yeah. insane how smart those things are yeah so smart and, and they're they, vicious i guess what everything is in their food food chain, food chain. Food chain. everything's yeah. in their food chain everything moose everything is in their because food chain. off of up, up there in alaska when they're trying to because moose can swim uh-huh Going from island to island, get snatched up by an orca. So I saw a documentary and they show these orca and these orcas feasted on great whites. You know what part of the great white they love to eat? The liver. The liver. They'd freaking target the liver, eat the liver out of the great white and then bounce. <laughs> they freaking just target that liver and then bounce. I wonder if that's like, some damn. sort of like like an upper or downer. Some like metabolite. <laughs> like like that's that steroids. Liver juice. That's orca steroids. <laughs> like give me that liver. I'm gonna go lift some weights. <laughs> I'm gonna go get swole. So pretty baby. crazy to see how or how smart those things are. And did you know that actually no human has ever been uh, eaten or killed? Let's say killed. No human has ever been killed in the wild by in the orca. wild. Yeah, never. Only in captivity, but in the wild. Orca has never killed a human or documented. Maybe they just got consumed completely and they're just missing. Chuck it up to Orca. Orca. Everybody who's missing at sea, Orca fatality. <laughs> orca. Orca fatality. Doesn't matter where it was. Okay. All right, story time. So again. Should I edit this part out? Should no, I leave no, it in? leave it in. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's pretty. So, they're like these idiots talking about horses and elk <laughs> and mule deer. Orca. So this comes out of Denver. and Oh, we're back to this? Time in. <laughs> Car Wayne's World. So this comes to us from the great area of Denver. And as police officers, we've all had to deal with cars being stolen, uh, yes. vehicles broke, you know, being broken into. Yes. And this was recently. The story is dated March 6th. So pretty recently. Yeah, pretty recent. There was a box that was parked in a freight company truck that was burgled. Okay. So Denver police are investigating the theft of a box containing human heads from a parked freight company truck, officials said Saturday. The box was being transported for medical research purposes, police said in an email per the Associated Press. 
Someone broke into the truck while it was parked between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning, Denver television station reported. The blue and white box was marked with a label that said, Exempt Human Specimen. That was labeled on the box. Okay. A dolly was also stolen from the truck and no arrests no arrest have been made. That's, that's an important factor. The, the dolly. dolly. Yeah, the dolly. So imagine, I mean, <laughs> imagine being, you know, you get called, hey, vehicle burglary, you know, you show up and you're like, all right, great. What do we got? What's the item that's missing? What is I, uh, do you have a cereal? Several number? human heads. <laughs> Come again? Uh, human heads. So I asked myself right here when you were telling that story, a lot of times when we get these cocksuckers who steal stuff, I hate thieves. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys who steal stuff, it's just crime of opportunity. They see something that's laying, maybe not attended. They'll snatch it up or something that's not in security. They'll break in and steal it. Yeah. So these guys get in there and they steal the head. They probably don't realize what they have. After they open the box and they say, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Come on. And it's a head. It's And again, I have to wonder, because it said it was between like- What do they do with the head? I don't know. What do they do with the head? It was between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning, right? Okay. And so I'm, I'm assuming it happened during the nighttime. Yeah, of you know, course. You want yeah. the obscurity. That makes sense, yeah. You're out there creeping, doing some shit. Yeah. And so they probably weren't like taking time to read. You know, they, they saw a box string like, hey, whatever's in there. Even then, they probably couldn't read very well. And they probably wouldn't understand the, yeah. the significance of that box. That's what happens when you're from box. the streets. Is you the streets, bro. Them streets. So they get there. They start stealing shit. They load it up. They take off. And they're like, hey, we got away clean. We're good. Yeah. They get back to wherever their fucking hidey hole. Yeah. And like, let's pop this. What do we got? Maybe gold bars. You know, maybe gold some <laughs> Boom, and it's a bunch of heads. It's some heads. I wonder, like, the feeling they had, like... Did they have some oh, pucker factor? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, these are heads. These are fucking heads. These are heads. Are they thinking to themselves, I made a big mistake? Are they thinking, I can get some eyeballs Were they put Edmund them on the black Kemper? market? Were they Edmund Kemper? It was Edmund Kemper. Serial killer? They called him, like, the co-ed killer out in California. Uh... He was he was huge. He was like, like six, a big guy, six ten. Oh wow! Look him up, Fitz. Get on the w- interwebs. I believe, as the story goes, American serial killer. He decapitated. I'm pretty sure it was either his mom or grandma, and then copulated with the severed head. Okay, head copulation. American serial killer murdered six college students before murdering his mother and her best friend. Oh. Uh, between 1972 and 1973, oh. uh, he was paroled, which is amazing. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. Killed his parents and grandparents, nicknamed the co-ed killer. Okay. Most of his murders included necrophilia. Yep. Boom. That's sex with a dead body for you out there that don't know your philias. Co-ed yeah. killer, co-ed butcher. Ogre of Aptos is one of the mad titan, Big Ed. I, I like Ogre of Aptos. It's because he's a large individual, right? He was six foot nine. Yeah. And had a IQ of 145. Smart wow. dude. Wow. Smart ass. I think, I think if I remember, like, he ended up talking, at, like, called a phone booth, ended up talking to police. You know, it wasn't, he, he ended up getting caught, turned himself, or I can't remember how he, but he, you know, was captured. He's not that smart. If you're, if you're banging them DBs, them dead I, bodies. Yeah. I ain't got first, no IQ of 145, and I get eaten caught, bro. His first homicide was on Christmas Day in 1963, murdered his paternal grandparents at 15. Wow. He's a psycho for sure. Yeah. That's cool. So we talked about the head copulation. Yeah. That's that dude. That's cool. That's good info right there you had, buddy. That's off the cuff too. That's pretty good. Can't remember where I live, but I'll tell you some shit. Yeah, no shit. That's pretty cool. So that was my story. Kimber. Kemper. K-E-M-P-E-R. Kemper. Kemper. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, next time if, if uh, there's any criminals listening to our podcast, fuck you, A. And two kind is- of criminals, though. I don't know. I'm talking about head fuckers. Head fuckers. Y'all listening. That's going to be on a shirt, by the way. I'm going to put that on a shirt. Cabeza copulation. Cabeza copulation. <laughs> So yeah, I you know next time people are like looking to steal some shit, maybe you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get some heads. Heads, you know what? Not would it, get head, but get heads. You know what would have been even better if it was a box of dicks, a human bag, a dicks, bag of, a bag of them, a bag of dicks in you a box. You just got a bag of dicks, bro. <laughs> like we're gonna go sell this at the pawn shop. We about to pawn this. We're gonna make some money. It's dicks. It's dicks. I wonder what medical research purposes dicks would have though. I can see a, a head. It's got a brain and eyeballs and shit like that. What's a dick got? It's got a it's got a head. It's got a yeah. You're right. No eyeballs though. I'm just wondering like. Well, I wonder if the eye would that be I, medical? No, listen. What's the medical reason for a dick. Listen, though? I think the eye. I think the eyeballs, the testicles, are the eyeballs of the dick. The testicles are the eyeballs of the dick. There you go. You think so? I don't know. I don't know about that one. Whatever. I'll leave it up to interpretation. Interesting story there. Heads getting chopped I just thought, off. I just thought it put was, in boxes. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because- It's not a seven situation. No. It, it was being tr- medical purposes, medical transported. purposes. You know, nothing with nefarious and up they until were, the theft. They were exempt, apparently. Yeah. Uh, well, so that that brings up another- Are there human heads that are non-exempt? Yeah, what's a non-exempt Are you paying head? a tax? Like- Hey, we're a medical research facility. Oh, like, oh, you don't qualify. You got to pay the taxes. The head's not small enough. What's the Denver, Colorado head tax? Yeah, it's the head tax. You know? And the body it, snatcher And tax? is it by weight? Is it by like, weight? Like, motherfucker, you got a fat head, bro. Yeah. So you're paying more money per pound? Per pound. How do they tax that? Maybe the look of it. I guess. Like, damn, that's a nice What's head. What's a quantifiable ability to tax a head? I don't know. But why would you That'd make it? Why would you make it exempt? I don't know exempt. I'm sure there's some reason out. Maybe there, it's not but... tax purposes. Maybe it's exempt from like some sort of clearance or like FDA. So is the FDA using heads for other purposes? Maybe. And what's funny is they make a movie about this shit. This is real life stuff. People oh, do yeah. this shit out there. Yeah. Psychos. This temper dude is a complete there. psycho. Yeah. Fitz isn't gross. He's, he's, I just read about all his little homicides. This dude. He went down the rabbit hole. If I remember. Holy. He, and this is not an excuse, but if if I remember correct, Fitz, he had an extremely abusive childhood. Yes. Mom was, Accurate. Mom was like. Yes. Basically, I kept him in like a crawl space. Sure. Yeah. Like, kind of like a Harry Potter club. Yeah. yeah. Except he wasn't, you know, he didn't have any magical abilities except to mm. remove people's heads and copulate with them. Yeah. That's so, kind of magical. Yeah, that's. I feel Disney like thing is magical. I think nowadays Disney's trending that way. Just saying to, to <laughs> steal people's head. Come on, Disney, don't make me hate you. I already do. So fuck Disney. They're definitely not Stop one of our it. sponsors. No, fuck we're editing cunts. this. I refuse you. I okay. You refuse me. Never been said to me. I rebuke you. Get the hints, serpent. Never, never been, never been said to me. The power. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Right here. So that was my story. I uh, started off a little weird, but I like weird. Yeah, you know, snatching heads went down the the rabbit hole. Snatching the heads. I like it. I told these guys earlier that I was going to tell this story and not tell them first because I've been hearing about this. Story I want a raw reaction. Yeah, this is a this is a raw take. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know if it's going to get through it. Okay. Here we go. So this, this is, this is a couple he years. He called me up just laughing one time. Dude, I was dying. Just laughed. I think this is a couple years ago. They are, this is at the Salt Lake Park, Los Angeles. I can't remember what college this is. Anyways, this big fight breaks out. So this is out <laughs> a of lady, LA? Yeah, this is out of okay. Los Angeles. So a lady goes running over to these, these little 
police robots that they have out there. It's like a little egg-shaped thing. It says HP RoboCop. HP, I think, is the company that's making these or whatever. So they have a little emergency button that you can push on it. So she runs up and she pushes on it. And you're supposed to start talking. It's supposed to connect you to dispatch. And then you tell them exactly what's happening. And then they, you know, send the heroes out there. Yeah. Um, so she pushes the button. And she starts talking, and the robot, Kogo Gubera, rushed over to the motorized police officer and pushed its emergency alert button on seeing the brawl break out in the Salt Lake Park, Los Angeles. Instead of offering assistance, the egg-shaped robot, whose official name is HP Robocop, barked at Gubera to step out of the way. To add insult to injury, the high-tech device then rolling away, then rolled away while humming an intergalactic tune, pausing periodically to say, please keep the park clean. Gubera tells uh, NBC, I was pushing the button, but it said step out of the way. It kept ringing and ringing, I kept pushing and pushing. <laughs> <laughs> the, concerned, the concerned bystander thought the five foot tall robot might have needed to see her face before it began to work so she crouched down in front of the camera while this thing is moving like yeah. trying to get you know moving yeah, down the, the sidewalk yeah me. so she Kinda crouches like down in front of the calls, camera right? but the egg-shaped device still didn't work forcing Gabert to call 911 on her phone holy cow so they they eventually call the huntington park police department cops show up 15 minutes later obviously the fight's already ended everyone's gone who called it who called she the did police the Oh, she finally she called. Calling. So instead yeah. of call, instead of just doing that initially, she like decided to wander over to this fucking robot and push. Well, the and, but that's what the the point of these little robot things are for. Is it goes? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's so was, dumb. Apparently, Wally was turned up that day. Wally was Serious. turned up. Left one woman with a, a head wound. Uh, the police. Oh, so the police chief Cosme Lozano says the robots cost between sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Shit. A year. A year. Holy shit! What good do they do, bro? Well, and it's awesome because he says that they're still in the trial phase and the alert buttons have not been activated. Oh what my the gosh! <laughs> what the fuck do they do? It's just roll around to announcements. Roll around telling people to keep the park. Oh <laughs> my gosh! For fucking seventy thousand uh, dollars, bro. <laughs> 70k that's oh one hell of a PA system goodness. that's one hell of a janitor yeah not, not even a janitor, janitor. Oh, it's just PA system PA system yeah 70k per damn that's a lot other of versions of the same model have previously hit the headlines after one fell into a fountain in Washington DC had to be rescued a third a third HP Robocop struck a child while patrolling the mall <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You know what'd be the best if the song "Move, Bitch, Get Out the Way" came on. Oh my gosh! Hold on. Do you have to do a DI nine on that? Do you have to do an accident report on that? I would for an HP robot. Yeah, that's an assault, brother. Kid, that's child abuse. Child abuse. Yeah, I'm hooking. I'm hooking Wally up. We going to jail. We going to town, bro. He's not gonna do well. These things. Look at how dumb these things look. That's what it is. What the balls? That's what it is. That's worse than R two D two. How stupid is that? So it looks like. How would you like the top of it? It's like, like a, it's like a big cone. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a rounded off cone. Just, yeah. just if you're, yeah, just Google HP RoboCop. And it's you like can the top see of a rocket. Stupid thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. End cap of like a rocket or a it's missile. Like, so yeah. freaking stupid. <laughs> and, it, and it has the police, and I'm sure it probably has a little like red and blue. Oh my and God. And who, whose idea was to make it to like a hum of tune? I have no, that was, that was one of the parts that got me laughing. And then the bottom part where it was talking it's about like, so all the It's like, so tune, is it like seeing fucking Star Wars? In Intergalactic tune. I don't know. Maybe it's the Beastie Boys. Intergalactic Beastie Boys. 
How is that though? You have this huge fight breakout in this park. You run up to this RoboCop thing. You're trying to get help, and it, it tells you to step away. Rolls away, uh, singing the Beastie Boys, and then it's telling everyone to please keep the park clean. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been dope as shit if it would have run her over. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Please move out of the way and just go right into her. <laughs> Four wheels right over her. Holy cow! That would have been awesome. Or Irish have a good Russian accent. Irish, yeah, Irish. You know the, the Russian. The Russian's easy to do, bro. Prove it. We can do Russian all day long. Still sounds American. Oh, Boris, I'm here. I've got to take out James Bond. What is your name? What is your number? In Mother Russia, you don't shoot AK-47. AK-47 shoots you. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, everybody tell me what you think about Jake's Russian accents. It's a drunk Russian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're all drunk. (laughs) That's true. In Mother Russia, you don't ride Sputnik. Sputnik rides you. Yeah. That's scary. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Come on, that's not Russian? I said that's yes. Ru- okay. I we, said yes. You don't think so. I'd give that like a six. Right, I'll take a six. Maybe. I'll take a six all day, baby. Let's hear your Russian. I just said I can't do a Russian oh, you, one. Let's hear your Russian. I can't. I, all, all I can think of now since you said that is, who is your daddy and what does he that's do? That's not Russian. That's, I know. I didn't say it was Austrian. That's stupid. That's Austrian. <laughs> Just that's do a Russian dabbing with you. Let's hear a Russian. Come on, Russian. The Russian. Come on, just think of like a Russian. What does a Russian guy say? Think of uh, the dude off of Rocky. Dolph. Dolph he's, Lundgren. He's Swedish, right? Yeah, he's, he's And he's a, he's like a physicist or something. He's a, he's an actual doctor. In real life. They make a joke about it in Expendables. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a PhD, something, something like that. Like yeah, he's he has been, a PhD. Chemical yeah, engineering or something, yeah, something like that. Like that. Something yeah. From some, it was like the MIT of Europe or some yeah. some prestigious yeah. MIT of Russia. So that's like a community. He's Swedish, here. bro. <laughs> He'd like to meet bowels. I bet he does. Bro, what? Dog? I like me. I had meatballs for meatballs. dinner tonight. They I were delicious. Meatballs. I just salted them too much yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so. Uh, about um, ATM. Do you guys like ATM? Do you guys practice ATM in your careers? I feel like on this podcast, we shouldn't call it ATM. I feel like we should say it out loud. No, (laughs) I did say it out loud. I didn't whisper that. I said it loud and proud. Do you guys practice ATM? Have you guys tried ATM? Ask, tell, make. Jake is talking about ask, tell, make. It's something that we learn in our police department. (laughs) And we're sure that there are several hundred other agencies that teach something similar. It is called ask, tell, make. That is what he's referring to. Okay, yes, it is. This is not our only fan portion. I was trying to (laughs) capture. He was trying to force it in there. Yeah, I was trying to force it in there. (laughs) I was trying to capture your attention, attention and you just gather attention. gather your attention and yeah. put it primarily on the subject that we're talking about now, ATM, yeah. right? I love ATM. I love it. I love doing ATM. I hate when people try to do ATM on me. It's fucking annoying, right? This is a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. It oh doesn't sit God. well with me. I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> It doesn't sit well with me. I just, it's a it's a real ass pain. <laughs> People try it's a real sh- pain in the ass. It's a real pain in the ass. Real pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I like doing it though. I'm, Sometimes afterwards, I'm at a loss for words. I'm a giver, not a receiver of ATM for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I teach all my recruits ATM. So you practice it. I practice what I preach for sure. So I can t- you know from working with you, you definitely in in our meetings. You you did the ATM on me multiple times. I tried, and you. I think you were receptive for sure. You're absolutely receptive to the ATM. 
it's it's funny it's funny because we're going off on this but we're not using any of this fucking material <laughs> yes, we there's are. no way there. there's no way you're leaving this in there. i'm leaving it all there's in. no way bet me what are we betting this Bitsy, is the time that i win stella hands okay that's, that's already it, going here's the thing it, okay you post this you leave all that stuff in there i will fitzy stella hands next week when we have dave and alan in here oh my gosh no, i don't want that no we're doing it next week with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah there's no way you're putting any of this in there hold no on no freaking way. i have done i i get down on the conspiracy shit quite often he does one of the principles in the policing world everything that i said is true it's a freaking ass pain if somebody's trying to do it to you when you don't want it, right? If you're going to be like combative with the ATM, it's roughly inflicted. If you're not a willing participant in the it's ATM, it's called rape. <laughs> it's called rape. That's some sort of that's some sort of force majeure. <laughs> it's called no, no. But ATM really is a thing, and for all you guys out there with a sick and twisted mind like me, you'll obviously think of something else initially, but ATM is something that we practice at the department. We don't, <laughs> we don't really call it ATM too much. We call it by its real name. Ask, tell, make. So, ask, tell, make is a principle that we utilize out on the streets. And in reality, it's so you can test the compliance of somebody, a subject that you're dealing with. Initially, you show up on a call and you want to test compliance of somebody who's most likely a party of a crime. You'll say, sir, seat. sir, on the curb. Sir, will you please sit down? Do sir, will you please put your hands behind your back? Sir, will you please do this? Or like asking them to do something. And the individual either comply or not comply. If they comply, ends there. They do what right. you said. You're good to go. You can see that they have some compliance. And throughout the entire call or the dealing with this individual, you're going to continue on with the ATM, the ask, tell, make, and make sure that they follow through and they continue to give their compliance to you. If they continue to comply with your requests, then you're good to go. But in the instance where you show up and you start dealing with an individual, you say, you ask them to do something, they fail to do it. You tell them now to do it. It's like an escalation, right? You say, okay, I'm going to tell you to do this now. They say, okay. And now maybe they, they listen because they you use your stern words like, sir, sit down on the ground now. Or put your hands behind your back or put your hands up, you know, get on the ground, flat on your stomach, you know, whatever your, your order is. Now they're going to, you're going to do it with force and they're going to either do it or not do it. And if they do it good, you in there. If they don't do it now, it's a making, I'm going to make this I'm gonna individual, make I'm going to make this person sit on the ground. I'm going to make this person put their hands behind right. their back. And so, so we've talked in previous shows about how when we show up on scene, we're the boss and that's not for any sort of power trip or any sort of, you know, I'm trying to be the big boss on scene, but it's, I need to make sure that when I'm on scene, I'm, I'm running the scene. I'm making sure everyone's safe. Yeah. And because every time we show up to a call, there's a gun involved because we bring it with us. And there's been many videos, many instances where uh, an offender or suspect has taken a gun away from somebody, an officer, and that's been used to, you know, harm them, kill them, whatever. So when I show up on scene, I want to make sure, hey, everyone's going to follow my commands. Hey, sir, please sit down. And depending on, like Jake was saying, their reaction to that, um, if, it, if they do, it ends there. But as I'm conducting my investigation or dealing with this person, like Jake said, who has being investigated for whatever crime or whatever call we're going on, it's saying, hey, I need you to do this and I'm, I'm going to start at the lowest level possible. Will you please sit down? And then if they do, like Jake said, it ends there. But if not, then my next step up is telling them, uh, not asking them, you will sit down, sit down now. And if they can't comply with that, then obviously the first two asking and telling them to do something has not worked. So what's my next option? I'm going to make them do what I've been telling them to do. And it's, you know, some people may be thinking like, why, why do you want somebody to sit down? Well, because people run or people want to fight. That goes to when we show up where we want to control the scene because we have to investigate and we need to make sure everyone's compliant and stay safe. And so what 
the unfortunate issue is, is I don't think that is the mindset. Some of these newer officers coming out and I've seen it in videos across the country where it's like, ask, 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 plead, beg, ask. Then, you know, it it seems to kind of drag on and it's a three-step process for a reason. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know. It it just seems like I've noticed across the nation, there seems to be a trend that, that looks like it's going away, which is unfortunate because it works. To add to that point, I think that maybe it's not being taught or maybe individuals are, are more hesitant to tell somebody to do something and make than make somebody do something if yeah. they're non-compliant due to ramifications in the in the media due to public perception and I think that also you're having more people who are non-compliant who yeah. think that they can say and do whatever the hell they want even when the police show up. Yeah. I think that there was some sort of some level of respect and understanding amongst the public 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. The cops are here now. We're just going to do what they say. In reality, that's what you should do because the cops are the people who are on scene who now have authority on the scene. Mm-hmm. And if a cop tells you to do something, just do it. Even if you don't agree with it, just do it. And then afterward is when if you if you think there's something egregious that happened, that's when you take yeah. it up with the department or the courts. Absolutely. Yep. So just do what the cop says and everybody be safer. If everybody just did what we said, nobody's ever going to get shot. Shot. If people just did what we said, they're not going to get shot. They're not going to get manhandled or roughly yeah. treated. You see these officers who are uh, more hesitant to use the force that's required. And then also you see a public that is probably emboldened by recent events in the media that have happened across the nation. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can be defiant. Yeah. I think that's kind of a, a twofold right there. And it just seems like the pulse is changing towards, trending towards that where people just can, you know, they feel like, well, it's the modern age. I can do kind of what I want and I don't have to listen to you because I don't agree with what you're saying. So I'm not going to do it. Um, That's not the case. And it's just, so the... There was a video I saw. Uh, we just watched it in lineup the other day. The other day, yeah. It was a traffic stop back east somewhere. Guy pulls out in front of a cop, kind of, you know, cops heading on, down a road. Guy pulls out in front of him, had to slow out, you know, hit his brakes. Car's not, doesn't have current registration, and so the cop does a no, traffic No stop. registration, no DL, and no insurance. Yeah, so he does this traffic stop, goes up on the guy, and immediately he's kind of argumentative, like, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, just let me go, let me take whatever. And the officer, I mean, obviously we have to identify who this is, make sure it's not a stolen car. There's a myriad of things that we got to find out. So as the officer's doing it, he's like, well... Like Fitz said, the dude doesn't have a DL. There's no insurance and the car's not registered. And so by this time, the officer sergeant shows up to back him. Over the next, I think it was like 15 minutes, this interaction with this driver, it's get out of the car. No, I'm not getting out of the car. Just let me go. All these things. And he's back asking like- Back and forth, back and hey, forth. Hey, do you have anything in the car I need to worry about? No, leave me alone. I'm not getting out. I don't agree with it. You don't have the right to do this. And it was, then at one point, you know, during this 15 minute diatribes, you know, they pulled tasers. Do you want to get tased? I'm going to tase you. You want to get tased? I'm going to tase you. And I think get one of the officers the sparks it. tase you now. Sparks it a couple of times. Like that's, that's real. Mm-hmm. And it's just- Do this, I have to arc it again? Do I have to arc it again? So you know that so I'm serious? serious? Like, okay. Yeah. And again- It's <clears throat> so, a lot of bluster. Disclaimer, I'm not trying to be a Monday morning quarterback here, um, but unfortunately this stop resulted in one of the officers dying. The other one was shot. And so at some point they get the door open and they're kind of, the guy gets out, he gets back in, he gets out, he gets back in. They deploy the taser, uh, obviously ineffectual. Uh, Taser, not a sponsor. And (laughs) actually they are. They're our first actual sponsor. We told them no. Actually, I- I told them yes. Yeah. And then we said, that guy, he's a janitor. Don't listen to him. It's actually no. (laughs) Um, He's part of a special outreach program that we're fostering here. He doesn't have really real authority. China without borders. Yeah. <laughs> the uh he gets OC 
couple times. And, oh, yeah. you know, in the, in the interim, uh, while this is all going, he ends up calling a friend because he's close to by where he lives, the driver, the suspect. The yeah, bad they guys. let this dude get on the phone and call his buddy. He's like, get over and here, help me. Tell- guys, yeah. Yeah, I'm over here. Come help me. Come help me. So they find like after about 15 minutes of this going on, they're like, hey, we got to get him out. They're trying to pull him out. Well, all the, all the while he's reaching under a seat. Obviously he has a gun under there. He's able to pull it, gets out shoots the sergeant a couple times, ends up taking one in the neck. He died. Mm. Shoots the other officer. His buddy who had pulled up and was ahead, drives him away. Mm. And so, you know, and again, this is not, I'm not trying to say anything about, you know, the, the call happened how it happened, unfortunately. Uh, the one officer still recovering, the sergeant lost his life. Uh, and it didn't have to go that way. You know, that was kind of one of our training points the other day we were talking about is there were a lot of the new guys when he asked, you guys, are you guys learning Ask, Tell, Make? And they're just like, nope. I may have heard of it, but we definitely did not go over that in training in the academy at all. Yep. I think it's probably pretty true across many, many a place here in the States that they're probably not training that now. It's unfortunate because reality, ask, tell, make. It's such a safer option. It's a a safe option, but it's also de-escalation in and of itself. They're teaching these de-escalation tools like, use your words. like, well, I am. If I'm asking you to do something and you show me you're non-compliant, that's That's alerting me to a a possibility of non-compliance, which could be a form of combativeness or a form of trying to evade. When they do that, now it's upon me to take it to the next. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to tell you to do it. And once again, if I I tell you, if I ask you to do something and now I tell you to do something, you still don't do it. I'm going to make you do something. It's so much better because what they're a lot of times looking to do, if if they're avoiding doing what you're telling them to do, these people are looking for an out yep. or a way that they can prolong what's going on so they can think through the problem yeah. and come up with their own solution. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're now behind the curve and they're trying to get up in front of the curve. So they're trying to get themselves, their thinking mind in front of where you're at to come up with a, a solution to their predicament, which is, you know, evade or kill. That's what you've got to worry about. But you as an officer, if you can like ask, tell, make, you know, even if you have to jump to tell, make, or if you just go straight to make because of the situation. But if you can take that action, everybody's going to be safe. Because yeah. your goal is not going to be to kill this individual. It's going to take them safely into custody. You're just responding to whatever they're giving you. Yeah. And I think that if you are waffling, then it's going to give them the opportunity to escape or kill. Now, in this situation here, if those officers, let's say they did do ask, tell, make, and maybe it still ends poorly, but it ended poorly the way it did. So you got to think outside the box and not do what that, you know, don't repeat. Right. I'm not trying to money morning quarterback this, but if you don't dissect situations and see yeah. where did it go wrong, you're bound to repeat the failures of individuals. Yeah. So your own your own failures if you don't dissect the stuff that you did wrong you're bound to repeat that so it's good to take that into account so you can make sure that you don't repeat mistakes that have been made by somebody else that's the best way to learn yeah. somebody else's mistakes i think this point of this whole section right here is to say i think that it's important for us to to learn from others mistakes and to understand we the police have one thing in in mind when we show up is to control the scene we do that by words and actions. And if we tell somebody to do something, they better do it or else we're going to have to take action. And if you're an officer and you show up on scene and that's not your mindset, you're wrong and you're going to get yourself hurt or somebody else hurt. Yeah. If you do it right, where you take action and do it appropriately, you're going to keep people safe. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And so that's just, you know, hopefully, like you said, we can learn from the mistakes of the past. And unfortunately, some of those are hard lessons. Hard lessons. Yeah, for but sure hard. But in this ever-changing world that we live in, you you have to be adaptable. You got to live and let die. Live and let die. Song lyric fits. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't listen to music. You didn't listen to him on the streets. Um, (laughs) What else do we have here? So one thing, I had a a novel. I remember a time. I was working the North Strip, and I was down on the west end of the North Strip near some of these Fleabag motels. And we had stopped a couple of individuals. They were jaywalking across this major thoroughfare. And it was me and another new officer, and I was new. And I remember I wasn't as competent, obviously, back then when I was new as I am, you know, I'd say nowadays. We stopped these individuals. They look like dirtbags. I was looking to run them and find out what their information was. And I remember getting out and stopping them and saying, okay, hey, you know, you're jaywalking here. What are you doing in this area? I had some good clues that they're probably dirtbags, probably doing drugs or soliciting prostitution. So I had pretty good reasonable suspicion they're doing something like this. And I, and I confront them and I say, okay, they probably could tell that I was a new guy because I wasn't taking control of the situation. I wasn't saying, Hey, will you please sit down on the curb or sit down on the curb? I was like, Hey, okay, what's your name? Give me your IDs. You guys are stopped for jaywalking. Give me your stuff. And they kind of like ran over the top of me because I didn't use my assertiveness. I didn't Mm -hmm. do, you know, stop them the way that I should have the way I would nowadays Mm -hmm. and use my big boy voice and say, Hey, do what I say and do it now. And we're going to be okay. Instead, I allowed them to stand up, walk around, do whatever the hell they wanted. And it was a short period of time they could see that they could walk all over me till they were walking all over me and like back talking me and telling me that they didn't have to stop for me. These guys were not listening to me. They didn't give a shit what I said. Right. It's because I didn't assert my authority over them because I failed to, you know, the ask, tell, make. If I'd done the ask, tell, make, like, hey, sit on the curb. They failed to do it. I'm telling you, sit on the curb now. Do it now. Failed to do it. Make them sit on the curb. You know, it would have been a completely different story. But since I didn't do that, they absolutely took advantage and was walking, like literally walking all over, moving around, mm-hmm. not listening to me, putting their hands in their pockets and shit like that. And I failed to control the situation. You know, I, f- I felt f- really flustered because they weren't listening to what I said. And I was like, fine, whatever. And I was like, run other stuff, run other information. I couldn't get much back. It's okay, like, hey, whatever, get out of here. And so I kicked them loose. After I kicked them loose, if I just if I just had control of them, they would have sat on the curb. I could have taken my time. But I felt rushed because they were doing whatever the hell they wanted to, and I felt unsafe. And they left. You know, I kicked them loose. And about a minute or two later, one of those guys popped for a fully extraditable warrant out of state for homicide. And because I didn't feel like I had the situation under control, I let that person leave. A little bit later, I found out that he had a homicide warrant. And because I didn't, you know, if I'd just done what I should have done and like sat him on the curb, I would have found out he had the warrant. He would have gone to flip in jail mm-hmm. and been extradited yeah. to the state. You got yourself a homicide, homicide suspect. Yeah. yeah. So it was a failure on my part because I failed to do, right? Um, and I've seen absolute action where guys, we show up on scene. I've done it before myself. I remember one time I was down at the city and county building downtown and showed up out there and we're on a call of trespassers and maybe fighting drunken people. Show up down there and I get out of my car and this dude was fighting with another individual. And I got out of my car and I shouted police. And I said, get on the ground. And he failed to do it. And as I got, I was like approaching him pretty quickly, he turned toward me. And as he turns toward me, he does his like flex. He gets down, he does his bear rally. He's going to fight me. And so I just freaking ran up to him and kicked him right in the chest. <laughs> right in the, my boot stomped him right in the chest. He went flying like Leonidas, baby. Just Leonidas, this guy. Right in the chest and he fell to the ground. And there were probably like 20 other people around. And they're like kind of combative as well mm-hmm. before. And as soon as I kicked this guy in the chest and they knew I meant business, <laughs> like, they're like, oh. all right. And they all sat their ass. Game down. over. They all sat down and did what I said. They're like, right? Wayne, you're on your own, buddy. Yeah, pretty much. And that guy, he didn't get back up. 
he stayed down and I put cuffs on him and I took his ass to jail. And that was the first time that Jake committed homicide. (laughs) So that was an absolute juxtaposition between the two situations. The first one, I have no control over and the people just ran roughshod over the top of me. When you Mm -hmm. apply the principle and when you don't. Yes. And the outcomes. They ran roughshod over me and they did what they wanted to and the guy gets away. And the other one, it's like, I come out there, there's 20 people who could fight me, but because I showed them, I mean business, yeah. and I take action, boom, it's like handled right then and there, yeah. right? So I think that's a perfect representation of what we're trying to talk about. Would you say? Oh, yeah. I had a few uh, a few years ago, I had rolled up on a ped stop. There were probably four, maybe four of our guys around one guy. I kind of popped up. It was a slow night, nothing much going on, and I kind of asked them to make sure they were okay, and they're like, yeah, so I was like, okay. Kind of sat there typing on some paper on a, another report from earlier in the night. I keep my windows rolled down so I can hear what they're talking about and, you know, kind of keep my ear to the situation. And after a few minutes, I'm just hearing the same thing over and over. And I'm looking at him like, what the hell is going on? So I get out, go walking over to him. And I'm like, I grab one of them and I ask him like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, well, he's got a warrant, you know, and we're just trying to get him to, you know, to submit so we can put him in handcuffs. And I said, well, what kind of warrant does he have? And they're like, um, it was an ag assault warrant. And I said, okay. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching these three because I'm talking to the other one, I'm, I'm watching these three, and this guy's kind of walking back and forth, and every time he, it kind of looks like he's going to walk away, one of the officers kind of steps in front of him, and, you know, he kind of turns around and kind of walks a different way, and it's just kind of pacing back and forth, and the officers are trying to explain to him that, you know, he's under arrest for his warrant, and they're trying to explain the warrant to him, and he's trying to find out, well, what kind of agasol? He's like, I don't know what that is, and they're like, well, you know, it sounds like it's this case. They're like trying to explain what the warrant is to him. And he's still not in cuffs. Yeah, he's not in cuffs, nothing. Just wandering around freely, and, uh... That's a no-no for sure. And so finally one of them kind of ponies up and they're like, look, dude, you're under arrest. You know, turn around and put your hands behind your back. And I said, okay, finally, holy shit. Yeah. You know, now we're going to start going to the business. They proceed to do that for about another two minutes. Yeah. And I'm just watching like, what in the hell is happening? Finally, one of them kind of gives the old, the old statement, you know, is it, sir, is there anything that I can do or say that will, you know, make you comply, you know, with, with our request to, you know, submit to handcuffs. And I'm like, cool, that's, that's the code word. So that, you know, everyone jumps in, let's grab some limbs and let's get this guy in custody. They keep talking to this dude. And so finally I was like, fuck this, turn my camera on. I walked over there and I said, sir, right now you're under arrest. You have a felony warrant for your arrest. Turn around and put your hands behind your back. He's like, I don't know. And I just walked up and fucking grabbed one of his arms and pulled him towards me. Eventually, these other dudes, you know, run in and they're kind of like timid. One of them like touched his shoulder to like give him like moral support and like nobody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's like just walked up and like kind of put his hand on his shoulder and he wasn't resisting, but he wasn't complaining. You know, that passive resistance. He kind of flexed. And I looked at him. I was like, dude, don't fucking flex. It's this is not going to go how you want it to. I promise you. And the dude like looked at me and he just kind of put his head down and both the hands go back and i said whose call is this put the fucking handcuffs on this guy and go do your like i was pissed yeah i was like dude how long were you guys gonna stand there is that forever talk to this forever yeah forever and i don't know how long they were there before because i was just happening to to roll through the the downtown area until he decides to go aggro yeah he already did aggravated assault you know previously so who's to say he's not gonna do it again speaking of i think this is kind of like the mindset of the new guys sometimes and you still see veteran officers doing this kind of stuff but how they made it through their careers to this point where they're a veteran officer and like doing this kind of stupid shit kind of baffles my mind i don't know are they just like not going on calls maybe i don't know avoiding the scary situations maybe right but you still run into some stuff when you're a cop that you're like even if you're trying to avoid shit you're going to probably run into some shit we were looking for a berg suspect i end up finding the guy 
about a block and a half away and he's walking away from me waiting for other officers to show up so we pull up to him once we get a, a couple cars deep pull up to him jump out of the car start walking towards him and you know tell him to to have a seat and he just kind of walks on by and so i start walking towards him and start giving him commands hey you know get back here you're not free to go you know come over here and have a seat we got to talk to you the dude turns and puts both of his hands in his pockets and starts making a beeline straight for me with my training and experience yeah <laughs> i just ran up to him grabbed both of his both of his hands still inside of his pocket and just freaking hip tossed this dude onto the ground yeah and just start yelling at him. well so and so when he turned and he started walking towards us told him to keep his hands out of his out of his pockets yeah. you know come over here and sit down and he starts walking faster and that's when he you know both his hands dip yeah. in run why up, are grab you him. dipping your hands into your pockets and you approach a cop right that's never right. a good situation right. because the hands are the things that kill you yeah this is just for everybody out there like cops refresher mm-hmm. obviously we know that but for the citizens out there it's like we can watch the hands because the hands are things that are going to kill you mm-hmm. like, i don't really care where your feet or your like head is necessarily yeah. but unless it's your hands unless you're jet lee so i'm just gonna say your hands are what's going to produce weapons mm-hmm. right so we watch the hands if your hands go dipping into your pocket that's a red flag right there that's a bad sign because you're going to grab something and sometimes it can be completely honest yeah and not you know misgiving yeah. sometimes but it's super cold it's and, still yeah. gonna give us pause absolutely and then if we're telling you to take your hands out of your pockets and you fail to do so yeah that's a big time mm-hmm indicator that they're gonna do something bad yeah so yeah absolutely there are absolute tells that we look for and Mm -hmm. putting hands in pockets can be a total tell yeah how close are we to having the banana hammocks up in the store um i could get those up tomorrow it's a matter of will okay and desire i've got an zero will or desire (laughs) i think i'm sitting on the jackpot here baby listen yo if you guys if you guys out there want some banana hammocks or some string bikinis or some thongs or something like that leave me a message on the instas hit me up on instagram let me know you want that banana hammock and i will roll some out there what do you want like some pictures of jeremy's face on them is that what you want like right on the package part is that what you want? Like Jeremy's face? That would be pretty cool. Jeremy's face and then, it, um, oh, what was, what was the episode, the Gary Busey episode called? Ooh, you look like Gary Busey. Yeah. You could do like swim shorts with that. You look Dude, like Gary You Busey. look like Gary and Busey. And then just put your Jeremy's face right face. on the crotch area. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, cool. Do You're it. cool with that? I'm going to do it. Awesome. I'm going I'm to do it though when you had your long ass hair. Yeah. Unkempt. I'm going to superimpose some horse teeth on you too. You look literally like, looking like Gary Busey. Looking like fucking <laughs> Gary Because I think Busey. I'm sitting on an idea here. All right, let's hear it. And, you, sorry, you know me. When I come to work, I smell good. Uh-huh. Please tell me you're good. about to say that we need to release a cologne where it just smells like sweat. No, no, balls. no, bro, 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 bro. This is a million dollars. Listen to this. Schmegma. No, <laughs> you guys are already fucking up. Listen, I and it's right, not. Sorry, sorry, millionaire. Jeez, tell us all about these yeah. millions you made, Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> he inherited them he didn't earn them all right, all right donald trump hurry up he inherited a large portion of that yeah listen and and i it's not for anything other than i just like want to smell clean i yeah. i don't i bathe once a month whether i need it or not yeah and so i have a wide array of fragrances mm-hmm. and i just and i i can't tell you i guarantee you i that i've been told by more homeless people that i smell good than any other officer in the department yeah probably you've been there when that's happened i have yeah that's weird it's, it's awesome it's, it's why interesting. are you letting them that close to you that they can smell you no he used mouth from a ways off <laughs> not a ways he's like, off he's like a french whorehouse it's like down the street oh shit officer gas listen <laughs> listen calling card i may look like gary Busey, <laughs> he's, he's but coming, i smell like bro. a million bucks <laughs> You smell like cold, hard cash? Cold, hard They're like, Officer Gary Busey's on the way. Get out of here. So here's my idea. Cologne only has one purpose. 
One. Just make Mickey smell good. That's it. Cover your ball sweat smell. I or that whatever well it's it's a it's One a fragrance to cover up whatever yeah the fragrance industry is booming is it well i mean it's a multi-billion dollar year industry. i haven't looked at the charts I'm thinking like, so fragrance is just, it's, it's, it's only got one use. Nowadays, we need to be inventive. We need a multi-use okay. fragrance. All right. And I've got it. Let's hear it. We are going to bottle. Patent little, pending, by the way. We, yeah, we are going to bottle little bits of, we're going to start making bourbon and put in bottles that's cologne. What? Bourbon. What? In cologne. It, bourbon in cologne. In cologne bottles. It's just bourbon. It's just, you drink it? You put it on yourself. You can spray it and then you can drink it. It's multi use. So you want to smell like alcohol? You want to smell like you're a drunk? Bourbon's is delicious. It smells it great. It does smell good in a fragrance. I don't form. imagine that it would stay smelling great. We well, would have to distill our own bourbon. That's easy. I'm excited for us to start distilling whiskey. And then we put it in little fragrance bottles. And so you go out for a business trip or a date with your lady, spritz it on couple spritz in the mouth you're good to go i need more than a spritz and then that's why people are going to be buying more and more bottles Jeez, true that's true anyone who enjoys smelling amazing and i have a delicious taste of bourbon i have bought two bottles of cologne in my well i bought one i had my second one purchased for me as a gift yeah in my entire adult life purchased one can we sell them with some fucking thongs yeah you're gonna sell you're gonna sell women thongs with male no, I meant dude thongs. Oh, okay. Banana hammocks. Banana hammocks. That's a million dollar idea right there. That's the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> if, if you were to use that on a regular basis. Fitz, Fitz, I need you to be less of a no why and more of a yes and. Your attitude is a no why. Yeah, yeah. I need your attitude to be yes and no i'm yes, not a and. yes man yes and you're bringing me down you're saying it's negative you're saying it's bad i need you to fucking run with the idea i need you to build the idea build it build, upon build it. it but now but now you have now you have some of these because a lot of people like to leave cologne or perfume in their car now they've got an open container who the fuck leaves bottles of cologne in their car I do. yeah who your one bottle before, you bought yeah. 50 years ago i have before yeah absolutely <laughs> Your one bottle you bought 50 years ago. Yeah, I used to leave it in the car. For why? What purpose? Because then when I get in the car, I can just put it back in and then I go about my day. And why aren't you doing that at your house? Because I have a different cologne in there. If I don't want that one, then I use my other one. And so they have to be different. They have to be differentially located for that to work. Just keep your alcoholic one in your house. Mm. We'll make a non-alcoholic for the car. Done. Okay. It's an amazing idea. It's a good idea. I like it. <laughs> I like this idea. We should run with it. <laughs> and we can call it, you know, uh, Savage Sense. Yes. And? And, you know, we could... <laughs> see how that works? Yeah, but you have nothing to come back with. Yes, and? You've, you've fucking cut in. You've and cut in. we could add a little cinnamon flavor in there. I like it. That's delicious. A little vanilla flavor. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Not scent, vanilla flavor. Flavor. It's going to have a little scent to it as well. Yeah. But it's like double, yeah. double workings there. I like it. That's good. I really like this. For Can I put you in charge of the marketing absolutely. and the distribution yep. and the production? Absolutely. All right. Cool. This is for the person who likes to party. This is for the savage the true who savage. loves life. The true savage. Yeah. The true savage. You know? You're getting ready in the bathroom, getting ready for a date, pop, pop, couple, three, four squirts in the mouth. And before you know it. And 
I was thinking this. Yes, and we could also sell it as a self-defense tool. You spray that in somebody's fucking eyeballs. Fucking the lady savages. Bourbon the lady savages. Eye. And we could actually integrate it with a lighter. Yeah. Be a fucking flamethrower. Miniature flamethrower. I that's like it. Fucking amazing. That's fucking amazing. I has, love it. Has a little flint, and you push the button, and it sparks. Yes. That's and they're flaming. Slick. That's slick. And you don't always have to use the lighter part. No. So for the lady savage who likes to get turned up on a Tuesday, as you do, as you do, has it right there ready to roll. Right there ready to roll. And the thing is, they're such small bottles. Yeah. I mean, you go to the liquor store, you can mm-hmm. get a bottle of bourbon for 35 bucks. That's 750 That's a fifth. That's a fifth. You're paying 35 bucks for our two, three ounces, yeah. and they're going to want savage. more. It's savage liquor. Yeah. It's better. And they're going to want and more. And it has multi-purpose. They're going to start with one, and then we're going to release our other lines, the cinnamon, the vanilla. Mm-hmm. And before you know, these guys are going to be ordering 15, 20, 25 bottles mm-hmm. at a time. I like it. You know? And it's yes, an amazing idea. Yes, and? Think about this. Okay. <laughs> Airlines, right? What's the Airlines. max amount of- <laughs> What's the max amount of liquid you can take? Six ounces. Three. Three ounces? Six. Three ounces. It's not an airplane. It's six ounces. Yeah, we can sell some six ounces. Two little three ounce bottles, baby. Hell yeah, that's cool. And so instead of paying fucking $25 for your little Barbie-sized miniature cocktail bottle there, you've already got it with you, baby. One purpose. Yeah, one purpose. Now, we are multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. It's just like a patrolman. Yes. We'll call it the Patrolman's Fragrance. Yes. Because it's a Swiss Army blade of perfumes. Of it makes you smell colognes. good. It makes you feel good. Yes. The Swiss Army knife of colognes. Yeah. The Patrolman. We'll the call patrolman. it the Patrolman. Savage Patrolman. Savage like Patrolman. Savage we Patrolman. Can, we can have limited releases. Yes. I like this. This, this is, is cool. amazing. Savage Patrolman cologne. Patent pending. Patent pending. You can't say patent pending. Patent pending. You can't steal our idea, bitches. Yeah. DIA is already listening to everything. It's on record with the government. Yeah. We've got it. <laughs> We've on got record. It. It's on record. You could Google that right now, probably, yeah. and find it. No, <laughs> Savage Patrolman Cologne. All right. Do you have a Savage of the Week? <laughs> it's Jeremy. <laughs> I just think it would be so helpful. I like it. You smell good and you feel and good. And you feel good. That could be the the slogan. Yeah. You smell good and you feel good. You know what? I really warmed up to the idea after you sold it to me. I'm down. I, I think it's amazing. You smell good and you feel and you good. feel good. I like it. Can we do anything for anybody's looks? Because you got to look good. Oh, that's the fucking undies. Boom. You go out on a date, okay? You got a lady. You gotta, you're got going to go lady, guy, whatever. Yeah. You're going on a date, right? You're at home. You sent up. You get your Savage Patrolman Savage Patrolman. Spot, spot, spot. Boom. You know, a couple snoots in the mouth. Yeah. You're looking good. You're smelling no good. No sniffers, though. Just snoots. Snoots. That's the nose thing. Squirts. You have a, you, you know, you have a couple squirts in the mouth. Okay. You're smelling good. Can we have an ATM line? Yeah. I'm just saying- Limited release. And it'll, it'll come in a three-pack. <laughs> yes. And it, the proof gets increased. Yes. So the ask Higher proof. is is like <laughs> 60, 80 proof. Yeah. The tell is like 120. No, that's too high. Maybe like 100 proof. 100 proof. And the make. The make is like is 160. 120. 120 to 160, so yeah. region. With a little bit of GHB in there. A little GHB. A little GHB. You need a, yeah, we need little an upper. Rufinol. We need an upper with a downer though. Okay, a little, a little, and some, and a little mix of amphetamines. Yeah. That exotic, that exotic note that you're getting when yeah. you're when you're deploying that. Yeah. It's the amphetamines. It's the amphetamines. Ephedrine. Yeah. Ephedrine. That's what it is. That's right, right there. We'll put it in our fucking alcohol. Yeah. Ephedrine. See, you, you get want, skinny while you do it. Yes. That's why you look good too. That's why you look good. So here's here's my scenario, right? You got a date lined up, okay? And you're you know. You're dressed to the nines. You're balling out. Okay. You grab your. Soon to be balling out. Soon to be balling out. You you know, and you open up. It's just like on Anchorman, you know? It's like you, an armoire or what? He, he presses the button and it opens up. 
Yeah. And so, you know, he's got a scent up for the for the night. Yeah. So you choose whichever line you want, a little cinnamon, you want the vanilla, you know, you get it, you spritz it on, you're smelling good. Mm-hmm. Smelling good. Spritz in the mouth, you're feeling good. Okay, you go out with your lady, she's like, man, you smell great. Because the ladies I'm trying to entangle with, they got, they got some daddy issues. Of course. And usually that is laid back, you know, drinking and stuff yeah. like that. So she's smelling that old and she's like, that's triggering something in her something, mind. Something, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know what. what. But you're a mystery. She's too young to know. So it's like imprinted on broken, her brain, but she doesn't Broken understand. dreams yeah. is what I'm trying to cash in on. Broken dreams. Right we'll have that. It'll be a line too. Oh, the broken dreams line. Yeah. That's for the strip club, yeah, baby. That's the strip club. So, <laughs> dreams line. so you're smelling good. You're feeling good. Feeling and she's good. like, you're a mystery. She's looking at you and she's like, I like the cut of your jib. I, there's something about you. Okay. She's like, you know what? I don't even have, I can't even wait to get home. Let's go in the bathroom and let's bust it out. Bust it. You go in the bathroom, you drop trowel, you got your banana hammock, domesticated savage right there. And she's like, that's it. That's it. You look good. You look good. You smell great. You smell great. And you feel amazing. And you're feeling phenomenal. And then you bust it out in the bathroom. Do you remember back in the day when they used to have the fake phone number with the answering machine? Yeah. You know, that like radio stations and stuff would give out, oh, you know, if the creepy guy won't leave you alone, you know, give him this number. And it went to like some fake answering machine. Yeah. And then they would air those fake voicemails over the radio. We should come up with a savage, Ooh, a savage phone a number. Savage yes. Phone they leave the voicemail. Dude, you can just do a Google phone number. Google Fire. Like they, have, they have phone numbers. They yeah. don't have to be like attached to your phone. It'll just like ring into a service and they can yeah. leave messages. Yeah. That would be funny. Right there. That would be fucking funny. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, have, awesome. we'll have a line for the truly single gentleman. It'll be called uh, the bastard maker because you're out there making bastards. Oh. What? You, the guys who stay single. Yeah. Guys are staying single. They stay single. Yeah. Bastards. It's the bastard maker. Yeah. No, because they're making bastards. The savage bastards. The savage bastards. I like that one. That's a cool one. Right there. Write baby. that fucking down. <laughs> savage bastards. I like it. Patent pending. Patent pending. I think this is a fun. I told you a million dollar idea. This is good. We're coming to the end of the podcast episode here, and we've got, once again, the Savage of the Week. Jeremy, I turn the time over to you, homie. Can you share with us the Savage of the Week? This is extraordinary. I'd love this story. Yeah. And again, I'm pulling from the annals of history. Yes. Is it annals? Sure. Annals. Annals, annals, annals. something like that. I'm reaching deep. You're reaching deep. So You're our Savage- Elbow deep, would you say? Just about. His name is Charles Jogan. Charles Jogan. He- was a baker aboard a certain ship. The ship happened to be the named. most infamous ship of all time. The Titanic. The Titanic. Okay. That goes along with the theme of today. Yeah. This bitch is going down. We're riding this all the way to the <laughs> bottom, baby. So when the ship hit an iceberg on the evening on the evening of uh, April 14th at about 1140, he was off duty in his bunk, obviously felt the collision, gets up, and the word starts coming down that people are getting lifeboats, getting ready, you know, because shit's gone sideways, and that they were supposed to start packing some provisions into the lifeboats. With four loaves of bread apiece, he's, he's off duty in his bunk. So they hit, hit the iceberg, and so now they're trying to scramble to get shit ready. So as a crew member of the Titanic, he's given tasks sure so you know put some provisions we got to launch the launch the lifeboats um which they didn't have enough of they didn't have enough of because they it was going to impede the view yeah it's going to block the view on the titanic on the titanic like, nah, we don't nah. need that many this is unsinkable it's unsinkable yeah. you can't sink the titanic so, and he was actually assigned to be a captain of one of the lifeboats mm-hmm. so once it's ready and you have full up 
you go down and you know you're supposed to he's supposed to be you're on the it captain yeah the get captain. your people on there and then go off yeah some off um he didn't Sally Ford. he's like no nope, i'm gonna stay and help out so throughout this whole time you know he's forcibly like women are like children they're like we'll be okay running over he's like grabbing him like fuck no get get on, on the goddamn the, life get on the boat physically throwing him on yes. get out of here He's also thrown over like deck chairs and shit so people can hold stuff on that'll to float. stuff that'll float because yeah. people are flotsam. Um, yeah, floatsam, mm-hmm. flotsam. So um, he went below after lifeboat ten had gone. His his ship he was supposed to be a lifeboat part of ten. Yeah, out of eleven. And he says that he had a drop of liquor. A drop, right? You know, he's tensions are high. Yeah, just a little and, drop. Um, and the drop of liquor is a tumbler and a half full of liquor, as he went on to specify. Oh, a tumbler and a half. A tumbler and a half. <laughs> a drop. He called it a drop, a drop, but it's a tumbler and a half. Compared to the ocean they were sinking into? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went to his quarters, liquored up, and um, that was like, you know, as as it's, they're, they're almost about an hour in yeah. to the, the Titanic sinking. sinking. Um, he, once he got back on top after getting liquored up, like the, the lower half of the boat's like gone. Yeah. And so he starts still continuing trying to help people get in lifeboats, throwing shit off, trying to do what he can because he knows it's going down. Yeah. He knows where they're at. No stopping this. He's like, this is, yeah, you can't. We're Dunskis. So he continues to try and do what he can. And so as the ship starts to capsize and, you know, the. Yeah, the top end is. Top end is coming up. Back end, whatever the fuck. He climbed to the starboard side of the, the poop deck, as it were, getting hold of the safety rail so that he was on the outside of the ship as it went down. Yeah. So he's on the outside of the rail holding on as it goes yeah. down. And so he's riding this bitch all the way down. All the way down. Yeah. He should be the um, captain of the damn Titanic. <laughs> so the ship goes down. Now he's in these frigid waters. Yeah. And frigid waters, you're going to die. Cold as shit. Yeah. And you're cold. Know, the the cold's gonna kill you. Yep. He he says according to him he paddled around for about mm, two hours. Yeah. He said later on he didn't really feel the cold. Didn't feel it. Didn't re- he was drunk because he was liquored up. He had yeah. his he had his drop of liquor. He had his drop. And so that's when you know he was spotted and be able to be pulled aboard a lifeboat. Mm. But you know how savage to know what you had to do and he didn't plan on surviving this. No, he's like I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna go down to the boat. Save as many people as I can. Yeah. True savagery. Drink my alcohol. Drink my drop. Drink my drop. I'm going to get turned up. Turned. And we're going to save this, save the day for for however many people we can. However many people we could. And so for those of you who watch the Titanic, it's, he's portrayed in there and, you know, accurately holding on and he ended up living. He ended up living. And I think he did with some pretty savage shit. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty slick. I love the fact that he's like, yeah, I'm going down with it. Go back to my room, drink some alcohol. My favorite thing to do at the very end of the day, which might end of my life too. Might as well just drink some. Pops out there, saves a bunch of people, throws that flotsam out there so people can you know survive as well. He ends up falling in or, you know, succumbing to the, the Titanic sinking, sinking and he paddles around for two hours. Two hours. Two hours. He's like, eh, whatever. I'll just like do some freaking backstroke, just backstroke or whatever. Baby. He's just counting the stars. Probably, it out. probably an amazing view. Just chilling it Whatever. Out. He probably took Leonardo DiCaprio's spot. As soon as he went down, she was like, oh, dang, there is space. Oh, hey, come here. Yeah, no doubt. Well, she saw what kind of savage he was. Yeah. And she was like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's way better than DiCaprio. <laughs> Gabriel gave up. Haired boy. He, <laughs> he gave up. He's bro. gonna draw my boobies. Yeah. This dude's gonna get shit done. Yeah. So interesting enough, a short time later, another ship had sailed 
after the Titanic and they passed the same iceberg. And upon it, you could see like this big black mark, like somebody uh, backed in, backed you know, into backed it. into the iceberg a little bit. We backed sung, into it, sunk. Had to do some reports. <laughs> had to do some reports. Uh, Don't mind me. I, I just like that story because in the face of certain death, what he thought was certain death, yeah, he still had characters like, fuck it, I'm going to go down, yeah. get a little liquored up. I like it. Nice. Savage of the week. Charles Jogan. Jogan. Once again, buddy, we salute you. We salute The annals of history. Never disappoint. Never disappoint. I love it. Um, Guys, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you liked the episode. Hit us up on Instagram if you want to hear a certain topic. Let us know. We've got lots of them out there. We just want to know what you guys want to hear. We've got multiple guests coming on here in the next upcoming weeks. So stay tuned. We're going to put those guys out here on blast on Instagram. Check in frequently. Also stay tuned for our next book club book. Yes. We're going to post that on Instagram as well. Our next book club book. We're coming up with it. If you guys have recommendations or ideas, something you want to read with us, go right ahead and put that on Instagram. And make sure you get on Instagram and follow because we have a game and we give out some shit. Yep. Give out some shit on the game. It'll be fun. Maybe a savage scent. Maybe a banana hammock. Who knows? Who knows? It might be something. Did we get those shirts out to those dudes yet yeah absolutely they're mails in the mail the check is in the mail as jack burton would say (laughs) the check is in the mail the check is in the mail have you paid your dues jack yes sir the check is in the mail remember stay savage nickel titty nickel titty